get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Shit, what I took up, notices. Job. He's supposed to say what up though first. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Welcome back to the 94th episode of the What Up Though podcast. I, I assumed that you didn't see me hit record, so I was like, oh shit, I better say something. That was all good. You know, oh, we needed a change up. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we got uh, Tony back on uh, back on this week. Uh, we skipped a week, and that was totally my fault. It um, was definitely had, your fault. I, I had days mixed up, like so my. Um, my stepson's high school graduation was was last week, and for some odd reason, I just kept seeing it on Thursday on the fucking calendar. And then like Tuesday came, I'm like, shit, shit it's tomorrow, right? <laughs> he uh, did hit me up on Tuesday, like, yeah, we can't record tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, I don't know how the fuck I fucked that up, but whatever. But yeah, so we back and a lot of shit done popped off in the last uh, two weeks or whatever. Oh, heap of shit. Oh, heap of shit. We only gonna talk about the most relevant shit though, but. Um, I think we can start like we did before talking about, uh, not talking about, but, uh, addressing the emails that we got. So we got some emails from, uh, as y'all know, at this point, pretty much every week we get like a, a nice little voicemail from Baylor, Baylor the great, um, his emails are fire. So we got a couple from him cause he, he didn't, I mean, we didn't even know we weren't recording until virtually last minute. Right. So he sent them in and he didn't know we weren't recording. So we got a couple from him and then we got another I think yesterday, uh, knowing that we were going to record today. So we got a few from him, and then we got a couple from uh, my boy Jay Dunn, who has been on the podcast before. Um, uh, when he was on, we talked sports, rapping. He kicked a freestyle on uh, at the end of one of our episodes that was dope. Yeah, it was dope. He kicked, the, he kicked the dope ass freestyle. Not, man. not exactly fine what that episode was. You keep going, I'll figure out. Yeah, what it's, a, it's in there somewhere. But Jay. Uh, He's not like out here like rapping professionally like everywhere, but he was heavy in the rap game uh, a little while ago. But uh, he sent us some uh, emails that look like they're pretty much about hip hop shit. Well, no, he sent one about um, the NBA Finals and one about the uh, last time we recorded. We talked about the um, who was that that had Jay Z on a song, the new Push song that had Jay Z on it. Push, Push T, yeah, Push, yeah, Push T. I think he sent us something about that. So. Um, I'll just play the emails in order, and we'll talk about them like we do as they go on. I haven't listened to any of these yet. Actually, Jay hit me up like, "Yeah, man, I sent you guys some emails." I'm like, "Yeah, I haven't. I like we didn't end up recording, but you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna do what we normally do, and I'll play them while we're recording." So, yeah. and I haven't was, heard any of these yet. So, and that was uh, episode 22. Oh, the Jay really 22? Yep. 70 episodes. No fucking ago? way. Right. Yep, 20. I'm 22? sitting here. I'm sitting here scrolling down like, God damn, where the fuck is And I thought it was further along. But yep, 22nd episode. It's like episode. a year ago. Right, I would have guessed somewhere in the 40s or 50s. It doesn't right, feel that long right. ago. We got to have Jay back on, man. Maybe we can have Jay back on if... uh, uh Isn't uh, game six of the finals tonight? Nope, tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh, okay. Is it tomorrow? Let's double check that. Right. Oh, yeah, it, <laughs> like, I, I, was, I was so like confident, like, yeah, it's tomorrow. And I was like... Then I saw y'all looking, I'm like... <laughs> All right, maybe not. <laughs> well, no, I'm. I'm no, it, it, it has to be tonight because you remember I was saying normally they'd be on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you were telling me that now it's on Monday no, and Wednesdays. No, that was that one week. Oh, that one week, oh, okay. yeah. So I'm. Well, yeah, I don't know then. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. But uh, either way, whether it's tonight or tomorrow, potentially we could have a. Uh, well, I can't say a new champion. We could only potentially have a repeat champion. Yeah, it's tomorrow. But, um, Thursday, okay, yeah. so it's tomorrow. So, but either, either way, we could possibly have Jay on. Maybe we could talk some more uh, basketball after um, the finals over. I've said um like ninety three times already. Lincoln, I gotta chill out. Jack Daniels. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I got my little Jack going. <laughs> I haven't recorded in two weeks. I'm a little rusty, but yeah, I got my um. See, there it is. I got my <laughs> Cuban over here, so you know, I'm feeling good. <laughs> so right. I'm going to play uh, Baylor's emails and then we'll talk about them and see what happens uh, he sent one about the Warriors and I think another one about something different but we'll see alright what up though it's BTG so the- BTG Fucking Pusha T and Jay-Z song, uh, Jay-Z, his verse was below average. Uh, I feel like Pusha T could have just extended the song, gave us another verse, and just had Jay-Z do the hook or some shit like that. You know, put a hook on there, and then that's it. I mean, I haven't been much of a Jay-Z fan, like Mike said. I agree with him. I haven't been much of a fan since uh, Blueprint 3. Um, but he's clever on popping his head in pause uh, from time to time and being featured on certain tracks. I give him that. But I think he just, he, I think he just, he's caught up in a business world. And you just got to put yourself back into that character that you were, was back then to drop something hot. And he's just, you know, he's a phenomenal businessman. I think, he's, you know, he's just been caught up there. And, he, you know, from time to time, he'll like, you know, he'll, he'll keep his ear to the street and see what's hot. But other than that. Um, no, nah, that shit was trash. Uh, I think as fans, our heroes, we, we're scared to let our heroes down. We want to agree with what they do with all the time. And nah, I'm a, I mean, I can go to, I can go to Kobe right now. Him being retired and all, nah, 60 points last game. But look, some of those shots was, st- was terrible, my nigga. You have to be able to talk to your hero like that. But other than that, I thought it was a solid song. Some shit I was pick up some bread from the market Sorry. and bang that shit and scare white people but other than that <laughs> I got you know, an email. It, just, it wasn't nothing phenomenal um, the next thing was about the uh, about the foul Bill Lambeer it wasn't a foul at all but what the fuck you want me to do about it <laughs> <laughs> and nothing I can't do anything about it it wasn't a foul at all uh, shit as long I, as you admit it um, as far as these finals I'm I, I'm with the majority, well, some people got Golden State 5-1. and one. I got them going, winning in six games. The the key matchup to me is, you know, of course, whoever's going to limit Brian or whatever, he's going to get his. But I'm interested in seeing Kyrie and Steph go at it. And then um, if Clay continues to play at the same level, I mean, God damn, this nigga had 41 with 11 threes. He's some type of light-skinned nigga. Like, he's, he's like the good soap. He's like good soap. Whatever good soap is, but he, uh, that nigga is. If he play at the same level, then uh, yeah, it's gonna be a problem because you gonna have Draymond. He gonna do what he do, and they got a good supporting cast, one of the top supporting casts in the league, and um, Cleveland too. I mean, Cleveland is arguably they're in the top three, and uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I had I had the Spurs winning, so you know. I got them third overall in the league behind the Spurs and Golden State as far as the rosters are concerned. But, um, you know, they got X-Factor players, too, in Fry. And what's Ugly Blood name? Uh, what's that nigga? Ugly Blood. Uh, J.R.R. Smith. 
Jr. Smith and Weston. So if they if they can have him get him hot early, then it's gonna be a it's gonna be a duel, and that shit might go seven. And but as of now, I got Golden State uh, winning in six. Uh, now the slick shit as y'all was saying about the records and about the East being as, as great as the West. Not at all. I mean, because you still got y'all still playing against Eastern teams during the season. Uh, y'all still had to play against Philly and Milwaukee. That's eight wins off the bat. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Like I, I still don't get it, but okay. Yeah, no the disrespect. LeBron has been bounce rock roller skating through the East for a long time. I mean, six finals appearances. That shit is phenomenal. But he's getting there on an easier path. That's all we're saying. You know what I'm saying? If he had, if you really think about it, if this nigga, uh, uh, Mr. Silver, if this nigga actually seriously proposed mixing in the conferences during the playoffs, and it goes, you know, top record to, you know, you know, you. You know the wins factor, and you know fucking Cavs got to play, you know a Portland or a San Antonio or something like that in the second round. My nigga, you gotta can. That's gonna be they're gonna have problems. That's what that's all we're saying. Look at pause that real quick, just to point out that if, if they did do uh, the top sixteen, regardless of conference. It still would have been more Eastern Conference teams in the playoffs this year than Western Conference teams. Right. I just wanted to point that out. Yes, granted, the Western Conference beats up on each other all during the year. And the Western Conference had like four or five elite teams, and then the rest were mediocre. And I know people hang on to the idea that the West is so much better than the East. And, and to a degree, I think the West elite is better than the East yes, elite. at the top. Yeah, West but is better. overall, the West was not performing – to what to the typical standard. If you did it just east and west, the east would have had more teams in there. The Pistons had the Pistons were the eighth seed in the east, but they would have been like fifth or sixth or some shit in the west. So it's like they still would have been. I, and I, I think too, talking about Portland and Houston and teams like that. I think the the, the east teams could have beat those squads. Like east. I think the Pistons could have beat. Pistons could have beat fucking uh, maybe like the bottom. Three or four West yeah. teams. I would have took the Pistons easily over Houston. I don't like yeah. Houston anyway, though. So. Yeah, but all right, let me finish this up. What Atlanta did, look at what Toronto did in the playoffs. That It was just horrible. We gave them life. Uh, we gave them respect because they won two home games. Well, my nigga, you're supposed to win your home games. It's like, it's like doing your chores at home. You're supposed to clean up. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, look. This nigga Brian can't take nothing away from him. Six uh, straight finals appearances. Phenomenal shit. But these light-skinned alien-ass niggas, these light-skinned <laughs> butterscotch-ass niggas, right is, they doing right. it. So, John B., I, I mean, Clay Thompson. Oh. Hey, John B., I mean, Clay Thompson. solid-ass nigga. So, other than that, y'all have to come out to the West. I will definitely go to Detroit. I just won't bring my own. I mean, you know, I'll bring my own water. Uh, y'all don't have to supply me with water. I just bring my own. Don't. <laughs> You don't have to share your water. I'll, I'll bring my own. Y'all come oh, to the West. So Look, make sure y'all come out here doing like a Wednesday or a Thursday and extend that shit to uh, Sunday because it's not a... That's, that's Flint, dog. Detroit <laughs> right. got fire-ass water, man. I got the best, best water, water in the country. Ever, yes, dog. Like you, can, you can come out here. You ain't got to bring your own water. You ain't like going we, to Flint, dog. Like we pack our water up and sell it for the double up out of state, baby. Yeah, our, our water is good, bro. <laughs> right, right. Dude. But, I mean, he, he, he about to wrap it up. Enough that we can get done in just two days. So, and then we, I want to head, we got to head to Vegas, too. Probably not in the same trip, 
But yeah, we gotta fuck with Vegas and it all, make sure it's in the summertime so we can go to the Drew League. You gotta go to the Drew League. You cut, you touch down to LA. You gotta go to the Drew League. Go to the VBL League. Go to Venice Beach, Pinks, Roscoe's, all that shit. Make sure y'all stay in uh, Pasadena too. Not the San Diego spot because y'all be two hours away. So Pasadena right down the street, right next to Dodger Stadium, and and down the street from the Staples Center. So yeah, come out here so we can live. Like I said, I go out there. Only thing that I need is for y'all not to give me no water and find a uh, spot for me to uh, hoop at. I got a hoop. Got a hoop. That's one of my bucket list things, the hoop at every city and state that I go to. Uh, and that's it. I'll probably be calling back in because I didn't even finish listening to the rest of the show. I just heard that that uh, East Coast uh, record bullshit. <laughs> All right, y'all. Now, he's a... Uh, he's... He's right about the idea of uh, those West Coast spots, though. Like, uh, I got a, I got a homeboy who I don't know if he still lives in Pasadena. I think he does, but he lived in Pasadena. Pasadena is nice. Super it's a real nice. nice spot to, real nice spot to be at. Um, I would definitely hit Pasadena up. But yeah, if I go out West Coast, man, definitely gotta hit him up, man. I don't know. I don't know if I plan on going out there anytime soon, but hey. it's not in my current plans. But whenever I do decide to go to Cali, definitely hitting him up. If yeah. I didn't have a baby on deck, I, my plans to go out west would be more fluid. way more urgent. Like, I'd, I'd be out there soon. If I had a, a solid job on deck, <laughs> I could start planning some shit. But until then, you know, we go we go hold off on any uh, any random trips. But, uh, yeah, just to clarify, Baylor, uh, Flint Water was good when they was getting it from us. Then they right. stopped getting it from us, and then after the problems kind of happened. Right. Exactly. We bottle ours and double it up out of state, baby. Yeah, it's what it's weird because you go like I was in Columbus a few uh, uh, Columbus Ohio a few weekends ago, and it's weird that I have to start drinking bottled water there because it, it not, tap water just tastes nothing like our water. Hmm. I mean, and I would assume it's not like I don't know to the levels of like lead or anything, but it's just we just got clean fucking water. So who who we got next? Uh, him again? Oh, okay. <laughs> Topics say gorilla versus common sense, so I think we know where this is going. Oh, yeah, yeah. I gotta. So what up though again? Um, so about the damn gorilla. Look, I'm a parent. Damn gorilla. Okay? If my child, which will never happen, first of all, I don't let my kid get out of sight at all, especially at a fucking zoo. Like, how do you let your kid roam around at a zoo? Some of these fucking uh, stations where these uh, animals be at, don't be as secure. They want you to experience and get close to animals as close as you can. And apparently that little nigga got real close. (laughs) He got that HD, okay? Um, As a parent... Like, you got to understand that the gorilla had to die. I'm going to tell you, this is the main reason why the gorilla had to die. My nigga, if you don't kill a gorilla and he does kill a kid, he's going to die anyway. He's going to die anyway. As a parent, my nigga, that's the day you got to die. As a parent, I got to die that day because I'm hopping in there going to get my kid. If I'm not going to do that, then the gorilla has to die. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, you can't come up with a different scenario. Now, maybe tranquilizing it before he gets to the kid, but by that time it's too late. And you don't want to do anything to piss the gorilla off. Nobody knows what these niggas is thinking except for Planet of the Apes. Caesar got to die. I don't even think these niggas really like us. 
Okay, <laughs> and you holding them? They in prison. That's all zoo is. It's a fucking prison for animals. So they already pissed off. They only get happy when you come to see them, and we don't come and see them often. We see them niggas like once every third year. You know what I'm saying? So. The gorilla had to die. And only people that are sitting up here complaining is fucking vegetarians and <laughs> niggas who don't have kids. But I'm going to tell you what. As soon as you have your first child, I guarantee if you seen some shit like that or if that happened to your child, you jumping in there. I wouldn't, I'm wouldn't. i shocked that the mother didn't jump her ass up in there talking about I'm with you all the way. No, you're not. Nigga, you safe. I would have to jump in there. Okay? Um... And look, if you want to charge somebody, you go back to the mom. You know what I'm saying? Or if you want to attack the zoo, nigga, and you would have to change all the fucking zoos across the fucking world and put better boundaries. Like, it's just common sense. Put these niggas... I mean, if you're going to hold them, you know, behind these fucking fences and, you know, fucking whatever they holding them behind, you got to do a better job at that. Like, seriously. These niggas is, these fucking gorillas are athletic. They stronger than us. Why wouldn't you want to? The gorillas man, are athletic. <laughs> so if you want to charge anything to the zoo, charge that. But killing the goddamn gorilla, he had to go, my nigga. It's just one of those things where he had to go. It wasn't his fault. He didn't have nothing to do with it. He was cold chilling, probably smoking a blunt or two. And a little kid dropped up in there. And ain't no telling what his mindset was on at the time. But he had to go. He had to go because if he kills the kid, which that would have been like Otis said, I mean, that would have been hard to watch. You know what I'm saying? I probably wouldn't have even watched it. But if he would have killed that little kid, you are going to kill the gorilla anyway. You're going to take him out anyway. So it's best that you save the kid's life before, you know, you end up having two body bags. It's kind of sick. I feel like I don't want to turn it into a race thing. That's why I said you just have a kid, period. But let that have been a white kid, they would have blew that whole fucking zoo up. (laughs) (laughs) They would have blew that whole fucking zoo up. It would have been no fucking gorillas left. But, you know, it is what it is. I just wanted to call back in. I told you niggas I was going to call back in. They all all got to die today. (laughs) Like, you can't. He made a good point though that uh, we didn't make, which is the idea that like if the ki- if the gorilla had killed the kid, they'd have killed the gorilla anyway. So there's really no way the gorilla survives this. Yeah. And even if you point blame it, oh the mom shouldn't have did this, the kid shouldn't have did that. At that point, you just got to react with the, the the cars that you're dealt. You got to deal with what you have. And at that moment, is a gorilla with a kid. You got no your hands are tied. The gorilla got to die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. What do you think about the idea of going in there, though? As, as a parent or yeah. just a... Like, as a parent, like, your kid end up in the gorilla thing, you... You, gotta, you, you just got to go in. I mean... Yeah, I think you got to go in, too. Yeah, I mean, you got to take that. That's that's the risk you take of being a parent. I mean, that's the extreme risk. But, right. you know, that's like your kid running the street or car coming. <laughs> that's why you said that's the risk of being a parent. Like, I like mean, when you fucking, like... <laughs> and you got the boss like, like I might have to jump in a gorilla cage. Right, right. I, I may, I mean, that may be the one of the extreme ones, but I mean, you know, I think when you you having a child, you know, uh, you, you know, you want to nurture this kid, you want to take care of, you want to protect them, and this is on a high end of protection. But I mean, hell, it's like if your kid walking the street and the fucking car coming, you gonna have to go out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. you know, you you got to protect your kid. So. 
just I just wonder like because I haven't heard anything as far as like because I don't know how the kid like got into that area. Yeah, I still haven't seen like from what I heard he crawled over a small fence or whatever and then fell into the enclosure. See, like anytime I've seen like gorillas or big animals or that such, it's been like the barriers have been such where that shit ain't happening. Yeah, and so I've never seen it. and that's the Detroit Zoo and the Toledo Zoo. Like you just don't see that. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, what are what provisions? I mean, I would assume provisions are made now where. Ain't ain't nobody climbing over anything, you know what I'm saying, to get get there. But you as a parent, you gotta you gotta go in. You like who was the parent who was recording the video? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I, I didn't know and I was curious. Like, like you just I'm pull out the phone. YouTube hits off of this, baby. Right. I'm like, yeah. But uh yeah, you just gotta do it, man. You gotta do it. But yeah, I mean I don't think you know, we all are consistent that the animal just had to die. It wasn't there was no second guessing like maybe we should see what he go do. No, you gotta take that motherfucker out. You know, so man, seeing the people are like, oh, the gorilla was clearly just uh playing with the kid or whatever. People just dragged the shit out of the gorilla's fucking intentions. That was crazy to me. And then the, I the the two different videos that I saw, like I saw a video from that we when you would see the media outlet, it would be like the gorilla just standing there with the kid, and the kid's just there. But when you see the video from the person who was there that posted it like on Twitter, you see the gorilla like dragging the kid across the enclosure and shit. You ain't gonna watch that and be like, yeah, let me see what that gorilla's talking about though. He might he look like he's just playing. We'll just see how this play out. Fuck out of here, man. Yeah, that was crazy. Those fucking gorilla experts on Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, totally random and off the subject. But I was clicking through I um someone had commented on a status I had commented on. This woman's name and I, I, I thought it was like a. And when I first seen, it, I thought it was like one of these Facebook made up names or something. <laughs> but it might be a real name. Her name is Imagineem. Like the base of the word is imagine, and then it's Eem. Okay. Imagineem all my dreams in life. Like, like, what are you, what are you thinking about? I, I don't know. I, and I, I got my, the most basic country black ass name ever, but, but I just that's still a fucking name. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a, amalgamation of a whole bunch of different thoughts. <laughs> that goes <laughs> like, into what we were talking about earlier about the whole job search. Like, she puts that on a, on our application. Like, they like what in the? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't see that. I, I, Imagineem's I, not getting a fucking office job, <laughs> no, dog. She's not. not. So she's when you not. a parent, you just don't give a fuck about your kids future when you give him some fuck ass name like that and you yeah. might think like oh uh my kid's job should be based upon their name but that's not the reality the reality is that if you are put yourself in the shoes of an employer if you're an employer and you're sitting at your desk and you get a resume and you got imagine him on one side and then josh jacobson or whatever the fuck on the other side they might imagine him automatically going in the trash like i'm not fucking hiring this bitch she gonna come up in here Fucking open toe sandals and black ass <laughs> lips smell like weed, kicking niggas and shit, getting into a fight I over. Say kicking niggas. <laughs> yeah, getting into fights over, I don't know, hot pockets, whatever the fuck niggas be doing, man. I, you're not gonna have that. You're just gonna, you're not, Imagineem's resume is going to the trash. So yeah. when you put Imagineem on a birth certificate, you already know your kid is destined for White Castle at best. So, like, you just don't love your child if you do that. That's all, that's really all it boils down to. Yeah, yeah, I don't see nothing great happening with that. I would be very surprised if she was like very successful in corporate America. Yeah, oh, she's not. not corporate. She could be an entertainer or something because she's got an entertainer. That's like a, that's like a nice dancer coming up next. Imagine <laughs> me. <laughs> the, like this bitch ass about to be crazy. <laughs> 
I know Imagining can make them cheeks like clap. Her I imagine her <laughs> ass is awesome. Right, you're not gonna imagine Imagining uh, <laughs> filing ass fire ass paperwork. Like, Imagining organizes hell, man. I love the way she files all her paperwork. Imagine you got mad Excel skills. Like, no, nigga. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not picturing imagining with 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 Excel skills. Yeah, I'm picturing imagining with double penetration skills. That's what I'm picturing. So, yeah. Anyway, so we got more emails. Be an employer out here not caring about people's fucking futures and shit. Like, oh, imagining must be okay. Let me let's give imagining a shot. Like. Because if you know, if 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 you come across Imagine's resume, you already know her parents don't give a fuck. It's not like she was raised to be a professional, like she was brought up in all this great area and she's got this education and shit. Like, no, man, Imagine's a high school dropout. Uh, she probably got two kids. She's probably like 14 with two kids. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not fucking yeah, with Imagine. You're definitely making assumptions about that name. Yeah, absolutely. And chances are your assumptions are right. Like, you're not gonna be like, yeah, Imagine's probably a broke bitch with two kids at 14 and then she come in like in a pencil skirt like yeah i'm ready to uh i'm ready to show you all these excel skills no imagine he was coming in and fucking yoga pants at her job interview oh no fucking not, see-through fucking yoga pants you not, can see her thong and shit not yoga pants the see-through joints too yeah no imagine all the cheap ones not even the little wine ones imagine he's coming in with three foot long fingernails and shit no, Imagine Eve's not here for anything business. Business, you're not gonna prosper. Like, oh, Imagine Eve made that great deal for us, man. We we got that million dollar contract because of Imagine Eve. We gotta oh. thank Imagine Eve for that one. She she scored a nice contract. For no, us. Imagine Eve only is gonna score you a bomb ass boner in the strip club. It's Dan. I was about to say, is that Dan? I, I thought it was. But that sounds like an earthquake. I don't even know if Dan sounds are like that. That's definitely Dan. Is it really? Yeah. No, this shit sounds exactly like that. That's why I thought we should it was close funny. the we should close the garage door. Make them think we ain't recording again. <laughs> I got I just like God damn it! I thought that was recording again. I got these fucking tacos, right, these case tacos. <laughs> right, like I know y'all niggas there. I'd be like the Ninja Turtles, just slipping under the door, dog. <laughs> wait, wait, it's not Dan. What color is Dan's three hundred? White. Oh yeah, that's Dan. Oh, you can see it. Yeah, I can see oh, okay, it. Okay, yeah, well, it must be Dan then. All right, so um, <laughs> so Dan will be here. Um. I got so we got two more from Jay Don. Um, he talked about sports and Jay Z. So let's see what he's talking about before Dan roll up and uh fuck everything up, bring in some fucking gorditas oh, he got a and pizza, my nigga. He got a pizza. Dan got a pizza, my nigga. We might have to pause. We might have to pause Jay's uh, email. <laughs> yeah, he got a pizza, my nigga. Hey, but it's four people though. Right. <laughs> What's what up, up man? man? We got such an unprofessional podcast, but I like the fact that it's like real though. Yeah, like we got drop in. We got folks rolling up with pizza, airplanes flying over and shit. Like it's, it's real. This shit is real. Do. Neighbors arguing. Yeah, oh, that's what up, though, man. Ugh. Grab a chair. Uh, right by the porch. So yeah, let's see what uh, let's see what Jay what Jay was talking about with Steph Curry and the Warriors. What up, dog? What up, though? This Dave Aviator hitting y'all up. You know I got to get in when y'all talking about sports. Yes, sir. So I'm just going to get straight to the point. Sound like you talk about Stephen Curry is the best player in the world. Ooh. Yeah, I said it. The dude who loves LeBron game, 
And when I say that, understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying if I had a franchise, I would pick Stephen Curry over everybody else. I'm not saying that Stephen Curry is the best all-around player. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he'll have a better career than LeBron. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is right now, at this very moment, Steph Curry is the best player in the world. And this is why. Champion, back-to-back most valuable players, first unanimous, led the league in scoring, led the league in steals, led the league in free free throw percentage, led the league, led, led the league in player efficiency, led the league in field goal percentage for guards. This dude had a career season, humble, out there on the court. Comes through in the clutch. They down 3-1. They still win win that that bitch. He got these boys balling. They 73-9 in the championship, which I really think they're going to beat Cleveland. I like Cleveland squad, but to be honest, I think the OKC matchup was a little tougher than Cleveland. Draymond is going to work out on Kevin Love. While Kyrie is a great player, you not, you don't got to deal with the athleticism of a Russ and and LeBron. LeBron is an amazing player. We all know this, but he doesn't score as effortless as Kevin Durant does. And and again, Draymond is not battling in the trees with Stephen Adams and Serge Ibaka and Ennis Can- Cancer. So actually, I feel like OKC was like the perfect st- measuring stick. That motivated Golden State. Like I think that OKC team matchup was tougher than the Cleveland matchup. So again, I'm just signing out. That's why I feel like Steph Curry is the best player in the world. I'm getting a lot of arguments about that. You know, like people don't understand. But I challenge anybody. Steph Curry, he's the one that got these coaches up at night thinking about about how am I going to guard him? How am I going to stop him? He is the one coming through in the clutch, hitting those big-ass, big-time shots. He's the number one player in the world. He's He is the one that everybody's checking for on the court, and you worry. I ain't seen motherfuckers worry like this, and I know people hate when I mention this, but I ain't seen people worry like this since Michael Jordan. Like, you got to always know where he is on the court. And this is another reason why he is the the best player in the world. He wasn't blessed with the physical gifts, with the athleticism of a Russell or a LeBron James. He wasn't blessed with the size of a of a Kevin Durant or a Kawhi Leonard. He's doing all this shit in a smaller body. So pound for pound, he the best in the world. So he already working out. I mean, he put he put him and Clay put OKC to sleep, and they I mean, barring an injury or something crazy happening, they about to be back to back champs on a team that went seventy three and nine. And before pe- people going shit 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 on the league, they are playing the the self proclaimed best player in the world, LeBron James. This is LeBron James's team. This is LeBron James's coach. They got like the second highest payroll in M- NBA his- history. So if they beat them, 
they would have went through Kevin Durant, Russ, and LeBron. Give them, give them credit. I'm not crowning them as the best team ever, but right now, at this very moment, Stephen Curry is the best player in the world. And that's the Aviator signing out. Peace. I don't really have any arguments against that. I do. Oh, okay. What you got? I believe Steph is the best shooter in the league. I don't even know. I would actually give the nod to Klay Thompson. What nod? As the best player on that team because he plays both ways. Just watching, just using game five as footage, Kyrie cooked Steph Curry every time he was on. 40% of his shots. Nobody ever accused Steph Curry of being a great defender. But Klay Thompson is a better defender. So he scores and he plays defense. But he's a little bit bigger than Steph, too, so I'll give him that. I think people are in love with the the 27-foot three-pointers that Steph take, and they give him way too much as far as an overall. Not to take anything away from what the kid can – I mean, he can shoot the lights out. But for my for my opinion, I think Clay is actually a better all-around player because he plays defense, and he can shoot the lights out too. I, I would give you that, but I think where Jay's argument stands up is that he pointed out that Steph is the guy that that makes the makes the big moves. He's the guy that you look for. He's the guy that makes the big plays, and he's the guy that has essentially carried the team. Clay has had his moments, and the, and Clay has his aspects that are are better than Steph. But Steph has his aspects that are better. Like Jay ran off like all the ways in which Steph Curry has like led the league or or been among the league's elite in certain certain statistics, and I I think that Jay's strongest point was the fact that Steph is that guy who he's your go-to guy. He makes the big plays. He does what he's the one that steps up when it's time to go. And I think that's always that's always been the knock against LeBron is that people wonder like LeBron has all the tools, but can LeBron be that guy? Like like legitimately be that guy. And I don't think LeBron has what Jordan had in the sense of like, if you were, or even a guy like uh, Reggie Miller, for instance, like if you, if you're down however many points late in the game and you got Reggie Miller on your team, you got to question your chances of winning this game. If you're the opponent, Reggie could knock you out because he was just that kind of guy that steps up in that moment. And Jordan is like, one of those guys as well. And a, a lot of people, that's their main knock against LeBron is that they don't know if he's that guy that, that can lead your team when it really counts. And his championships that he has were, hey, I'm going to team up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, and now we're going to dominate as a whole. Whereas Steph, yeah, Steph has a squad, no doubt. But does Steph have Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh kind caliber of uh, – of teammates, I don't think he does. I, I I won't say he does, but I will say this: that Golden State is a perfect storm. Like it's a perfect storm. If you take Steph off that team and put him anywhere else, like he would still be a scorer, but he wouldn't be a dominant player. But, if you take Clay off that team and put him anywhere else, he would be a scorer, but he wouldn't be a dominant player. Like I think that you, I think that's debatable. I think that you could possibly put Steph anywhere and he'd be the same player. Although I do agree that Golden State is the perfect storm. But I think on the flip side of your argument is that if you take 
Steph off Golden State or all the rest of those guys as potent as they are right now. Yeah, absolutely. I agree I, with that. That, I would argue. I don't think that they yeah, are. I agree I with that. I think you take Steph off that team, and I think it's kind of like a, like a, what I called um, like the Steve Nash factor. Steve Nash is always a guy who made all the guys around him better. Or Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd was the same Jason kind of Kidd guy. was another one. Exactly. And I feel like Steph is not quite at that caliber of making his opponent, I mean, making his teammates better to that caliber, but I think it's the same kind of realm of of play where you take Steph off that team, do the rest of those guys perform at the same level that they're performing at now? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. And I think that's a that's a big that's a big factor. And with LeBron, you have the idea that, you know, he's not necessarily a guy. He might not be that guy, like the but, number one guy. But when we're talking about and we're talking about Steph going to another team, we have irrefutable proof that LeBron is that guy because the year before he left Cleveland, we don't. Were, yes, they were the number one team in the East. He left and went to Miami. They went from first to last. Miami went to the finals. They went to the finals every year he was there. You know? What oh, I'm you saying? said Cleveland went from first to last, right? LeBron. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, because yeah. LeBron left, and then same thing happened when he That's left true. Miami. You know, he left Miami. They weren't in the finals when he went to Cleveland. Cleveland was in the finals, so you can say that while he doesn't have that killer instinct, he makes everybody better. He makes that team better because, I mean, it's hard to knock being in the finals six years in a row, playing 100-plus games every year. That's but you also take into account that this is a guy who made it to the finals six years in a row playing with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and then playing with Kyrie Irving and Oh, absolutely. Kevin Love. But, so it, but they didn't make it without him. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, but that doesn't make it so that, like, I, I mean, yeah, I get your point, but it, it's it's one of those points that could go either way. Like you can make the same point and have like completely different arguments. Right. Like you can make the point like they didn't make it without him, or you can make the point that he was with right a right, high absolutely. level, a high caliber of player. So it's debatable, but uh, I don't really have anything to really refute anything that Jay said. As far as my opinion on him being the best player, I do like your point of people being enamored with his the 27 foot three pointers and shit like that. And actually this is a point that I thought about and I, I don't really necessarily have an opinion on it at the moment. Cause it just kind of popped into my head, but I saw an article, uh, this is kind of a long time ago, but maybe a long time ago in the world of social media is um, a week ago, <laughs> right? A week ago. <laughs> but, um, it was, uh, I saw someone say that they think that the NBA should incorporate a four point shot. Yeah, I've I've heard that argument before. And really, yeah, yeah. I I I I don't think I read the article or the the reasoning behind incorporating the four point shot. I can't remember who said it, but I think it was a former player. But um, it made me have the thought: What if we eliminated the exact opposite? What if we eliminated the three point line? That made me I like just off the top of my head. I feel like that would enhance the game kind of. Because, like, right now, like, when you watch this series right now, it's, like, three after three after three after three. And if you think about Golden State, if you look however many years down the line and you look back at that Golden State team, you're going to think, about like, man, the motherfuckers made a lot of threes. What if those threes were just twos? Then we're talking about a whole – right now we're talking about a whole different series because we've had a game where they shot better from three than they shot from two. Exactly. Well, you know, even go back to not even them. Uh, Cleveland 
fucking had a barrage of fucking threes. He's had a barrage of threes the entire playoffs. Yeah, and so you take that away from them, and those are just two, you know, and it's a it's a regular game again. You know what I'm saying? So, I, don't, I think that changed dynamic. I don't know. I haven't thought about it too much, but it, it yeah. just, I just had the thought, like, what if what if there were no three-pointers? How would that change the way the game is now? Because with three-pointers being so heavy, because I, I look at in my time watching the NBA, I've been watching the NBA since I was six years old. So we're talking late 80s. In that time span, I've seen the NBA go from a league where you had like really rough, uh, hard fought, heavy defense, heavy fouls. You know, there, were, there weren't any like ticky tacky fouls, shit like that. It was a very rough style of play. And then we hit the age where you got like uh, the Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant kind of age. Where I felt like the emphasis was on like show showiness, like dunks, uh, all that kind of flashy shit. You know, the guys who love to take the ball to the basket and draw a foul, get a dunk, kick it out, whatever. And I feel like right now we're in an age where it's like all about three point shooting, like guys knocking down jumpers from as far as they can and just like shoot fast. And it makes me wonder if we didn't have a three point line anymore, where you didn't get an extra point for making those far away shots how that would change the game. And well, I think it, I think it's an interesting discussion. I don't really have a thought on it, really, on how well, I think it I think, would, whether or not it would be better or worse, but I, don't I think know it's it, an interesting discussion. Yeah, I don't know if it's better or worse. I just, I, I mean, dynamics have changed as far as, I mean, obviously closer shots are the higher percentage shots, so there is no far away shots for the most part unless, you know, it really isn't, you know what I mean? But I don't know, I think it, uh, which I hate them, but I think it would, it would increase drawing the file. Like people trying to get more for you know mm-hmm. their their possession you know that so, makes sense and so I can see that, that happening more it, yeah, yeah I can see that but that happening more files definitely increase um I don't know I don't see nothing good coming from it now that now that I think more and more I don't I don't see that being like a a great thing um but I don't know going back you guys were talking about just Steph man I was like whatever however great Steph is and he you know he's shown him a great last these last series and through the you know regular season. He's throwing up a fucking shit show now, so it's like, what well, he needs to really redeem himself if they're gonna win it because these last couple of games has just been kind of like last game, he couldn't catch a break, man, and then he's not playing great defense, so it's like he's just kind of out there, you know what I'm saying? So I haven't seen it. I don't know how he's been playing. Yeah, he. Yeah, it's, but it's, they won the last game, so you said he played bad. No, they didn't win the last. I mean, game. I'm sorry. I meant uh, the game before. The game before that, but uh, did he play? No, I thought he didn't. He have a good game in that. The game that they won? No. I feel like I already had like 27 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had 30. Yeah, he had 30-something in the game that they won. But that was his only 30-point game of this series. And then he he, he had like 20-something last game, but he shot like 8 for 21. Hmm. And then he was getting cooked by Kyrie at will. Man, right. he was taking it. Is like Kyrie's fucking. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother. Yeah. yeah, when he's on, that's that's a motherfucking problem. Yeah, he, and he couldn't catch a break with him. He he was just. I mean, Kyrie was making amazing shots. I mean, you know, it don't take nothing from Kyrie to say that you know his defender was bad. But now it's, he but was making Kyrie, good shots. I, I haven't seen like I mean I I think I saw one game, but is Kyrie cooking him like he's knocking down shots, or is Kyrie cooking him in the sense of like? He's crossing them up, taking them to the basket. Like yep. this is every thing aspect. Like, yeah. Oh, every aspect. Yeah, he's okay. crossing them, taking them to the basket, <clears throat> baking them, putting them in the washer, pulling up and hitting jumpers. Like this last game when he had the forty-one, like he was he was insane. Kyrie had forty-one. 
Him and LeBron both had 41. Both had 41. Okay. And I think Kyrie, he set yeah, some so record that I think only, was it Wilt had done? For what? His 41 points. It was something like he. He shot an amazing percentage. Like, maybe it was percentage or something, but yeah, he set some record. It was, if, uh, he set, if he shot a high percentage and it was something to beat Wilt, then that's. Saying something because I mean a guard shooting a percentage. He either tied him or he's the only. Well, it was the other only other person or something. I mean he was awesome. I mean it's nothing you could take really, really take take from that guy. That guy was just. I mean and Curry couldn't keep up at all. Hmm. But I don't think Curry's ever been like known for being a defensive player though. No, I mean like, he's an no, offensive guy. So so going around a circle, LeBron or Curry, who do you think is better? I take LeBron. Oh. I'm taking LeBron. Dan. Dan say you don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really have an answer, man. It's, it's hard for me, man, because I feel like they're they're both great in separate ways. I feel like Steph has more of a killer instinct than LeBron does, but I feel like LeBron has better tools. But I like Jay's point of well, the, the point that LeBron has better tools, yeah, and that Steph doesn't have those tools. But at the same time, I. When I Tools think as far as what, like other players, like physical ability. Oh, I mean, but it's almost like you, you, you're giving. It's almost like you know, saying he doesn't have the tools is almost like a, like a handicap. Like you get, you know, like it is the point though. Like he's small. Like Steph is small, but and he had paper ankles for the first three, four years he was in the league. Yeah, the only thing that I would say about that though is that there is something to be said about a guy who essentially flourishes off his his long jump shot. Where you look at a guy like LeBron, he can score in every every manner possible. Whereas when you look at Steph, he's largely a, he's a shooter. He's yeah. a great fucking shooter, but he's yeah. a shooter. Yeah. And LeBron can, I mean, he can do it all. He can shoot. Well, well he's a better shooter. Is, he's a better he's shooter. He's a better shooter than, than he was in, when he came into the league. Yeah. But he can shoot. Yeah. And but he he could he could. I've seen LeBron get to the basket. And make it look like there's no one else on the floor, and it almost makes you wonder, like, why doesn't he just take it to the basket every single play? Because it's like he makes it look incredibly fucking easy, man. But yeah, he could he could post you up. He's got the size. He can dish it out. Like he's got he's got stuff that isn't necessarily related to his strength or right. his size. Like his ability to make uh, to take it to the take it to the rim and make it look easy. That relates to his size. And I've seen like. Uh, training videos of LeBron where like he's tied to all kinds of bungees and shit and like doing all kinds of crazy shit for his training like so that shit's not that's not you're not necessarily born with that ability like he yeah he's big but there's been a lot of guys that have been big that don't do what he does but also when you factor in his ability to post you up his ability to drive and kick it and now he has improved his shot over the course of his career he he's undoubtedly more multifaceted than Steph is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good argument, but uh, I think what it really boils down to is Golden State's probably going to fucking win this series. Okay. Although, we if, said if that they, against the OKC series. Yeah, and, and if Cleveland pulls it off, if Cleveland pulls off game six, all bets are off in a game all, seven. Exactly. I'm just all watching. I'm just watching as a off. fan. I'm not. I'm not siding on exactly. one either. Exactly. I, I haven't been able to find time for a game, but if game seven, well, I, I think I watched one. I think I might. I think I watched game one. But like, if he could pull up, if they could pull it off and force a game seven, all bets are off. Like it, it can, it can happen. And yeah. I, I don't necessarily look at LeBron as like that guy who's gonna like carry you, or like I look at, I might look at other guys and they like, oh, if you send. 
like if it was Kobe and you got Kobe in Game Seven, I'm taking Kobe's team. Damn. Well, I mean, obviously it's the Lakers the whole time. I'm taking the Lakers if you if Kobe's in Game Seven. If it's Jordan in Game Seven, you're definitely going with you're, Jordan. You're going with Chicago. And if it's LeBron in Game Seven, I'm not necessarily going with Cleveland, but I'm. It's going I'm, to be interesting. I'm, yes, I'm thinking. We got a we got a game on our hands, yeah. so I don't care where the fuck it's at. So it could be interesting. It, it, I, I a large part of me feels that if Golden State doesn't win in the game six, they could be in trouble. I and agree. I think, and how do you think this? I think this reflects incredibly highly on LeBron's legacy if they win this championship. Oh, if they win incredibly this incredibly highly, coming to the back point of 3-1? like you can't really tell him shit at no. that point because I, I said the same thing about um. When Kobe won without Shaq, because when everybody, because all all the knock against Kobe was oh he got Shaq, oh he got Shaq, oh he got Shaq. When Kobe won without Shaq, I was like dead that. There's nothing else you can say about Kobe at this point. Right. And I think like if LeBron wins this series, you got a dead all all anti-LeBron arguments at that point. So it it would be it would definitely be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it if 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 it goes seven. Yeah, we'll know tomorrow. So uh, that record that he shares with um, the Kyrie shares with Wilt, only player to score forty plus on at least seventy percent shooting. Seventy percent, God damn! Yeah, he was ridiculous. He was sixteen for eighteen at one point. <laughs> Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie shot better in a whole game with regular shots than Andre Drummond can ever hope to shoot from the free throw line. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that yeah. If he was ever to get a, a 70, 70 uh, percentage free throw game, I would, Bro, and, he would be a superstar at that point. <laughs> right. So uh, Jay has one more email. It's about Jay-Z. So I'm assuming it's the same thing that Baylor is talking about. The track will push. So uh, let's see what he was talking about with that. Let this load up right quick. And we will see. All right. Man, what up, though? Shout out to y'all for talking about that real shit, man. Let's get into this push of T, man. Oh, oh yeah, this aviator again. I just had to, to hit y'all mean, all up all again. Episodes, I really. think, <laughs> um, first, let's just start with the background. I think Jay knew he had to bring some, some like, fire. You get on the track with Pusha T. I know Pusha be talking about crack all the time, but this motherfucker is the most creative Crack talker, <laughs> I agree crack, crack, talker. crack rapper that I've ever heard. So I think once I don't know if Pusha called him to get on the track, Jay knew he had to bring it. Cause I mean, you fucking around with with these guys who got bars. I mean, they don't give a fuck if you an old head or that the, the fact that you worth a billion with your wife wifey. You better bring the bars. Now with that being said, I mean I'll. I think that Jay's verse was solid. It was solid where it's like, okay, the lines, it's not really a whole bunch of like super memorable lines, but it's like the way he was flowing, it kind of gave you that feeling of the old Jay. It really gave you that nostalgic classic Jay. Like he was talking about, um, you know, the taxes, you know, um, he, he said something about his attorney being the person who really deserved the medal. You know, he was spitting some fire. And then that, that, that line at the end, that damn Daniel with the white bands, that was a dope ass line. I did have to go to rap rap genius and try to figure out what all he was saying about that but <laughs> it gave me that vibe like okay jay all right jay's not all up right. on damn daniel we we need more of that we need that hunger we need that 
pressure on on you to be great again because I mean I didn't really like the Magna Carta album like crazy but one of my fav- favorite Jay songs of all time is on that that album it's called fuck up this this world or f-u-t-w this nigga be on there flowing talking about some real shit man i mean rest 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 in peace also um muhammad ali he actually got got a line about muhammad on 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 that track and i'm telling you man just listening to stuff like that just lets me know that Chase still capable. I just feel like when you got a whole bunch of shit going on and you're not thinking about rap as, as much, it's hard to get into that that zone. Honestly, me of all people, I know exactly how that feels. It's like when you in the studio every day and you writing and you just, you know, you vibing the beats. It's like you like the creativity comes. Like I've written songs in like ten minutes. Now if I tried to sit down and write a song, it might take a little longer. So I just want to say like I think I feel like Jay's verse was solid. And if this is what we got to look forward to, I need that fucking new album, man, for real. I need that whole hey, for real. All right, y'all. Peace, man. Keep on doing the damn damn thing. Aviator signing out. Yeah, I I, I, I thought, thought I kind of like, it's funny you say Aviator sound like he was in a plane or some shit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, I think I fall kind of in between Baylor's opinion and Jay's. I think that the the verse was solid. I don't think it was good. Like great, it had like we talked about it last week. I thought it had some dope lines. I didn't think it was trash like Baylor like Baylor was saying. I thought it was better than what we've seen out of Jay-Z over the course of the past few years, but uh, I didn't think it was great either, but I, I really like the the Damn Daniel line. Uh, I liked a couple other lines in there, so and it, it was more back to, like, Jay's roots as opposed to talking about uh, paintings and shit like that. <laughs> like, you're talking about Basquiat paintings and shit like that, so yeah, I, I feel him on that. I still wouldn't give a fuck if Jay Z put out a new album though. I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. I would, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably gonna be whack. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. Yeah, I haven't looked forward to a a Jay Z album. And shit, I have no idea. Like, yeah, it's I, been I, quite some time. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, the last album I like, I looked forward to from him was the Black album. So that was yeah, a long was, ass time ago. I was so. just about to say that. That was. What's the most? What's the most recent? What's the last time you listened to Jay? And what you listen to? Like, what album? Well, the last one, the Magna Carta joint. I've listened to them all, but I wasn't really checking for none other than the Black Album. When the Black Album came out, I was checking for that shit. I was like, this shit about to be fire, and it was. Um, when Blueprint 3 came out, and I was moderately checking for it, mostly based off the title, and it had some it had some good joints on it. Same with the American Gangster album. Uh, but I was really checking for the Black Album. I was really checking for that one. Everything after that, I don't know how much he put out after that, honestly. But um, the the last one, the Magna Carta joint, eh? Yeah, eh, eh. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I was listening to uh, uh, American Gangster, and I I really like that album. Um, and that's probably the only thing I, I really like. like. Be- oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. I'm just saying that's the only thing I've really liked out of him out recently. I feel like at the time I was underwhelmed, but I feel like if I listen to it now, I'd probably like it way more. American Gangster, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I like I it still, a lot more I if I listen to it now. Well, we uh, we need to move through. Um, yeah. So we're on a time crank this this evening. Let um, me uh, uh, let me read Baylor's uh, email though. He sent an email. Let me read that right right quick, and then we can move on. Um, so the subject is Happy Father's Day. So I'm wondering where that's going. Uh, he said the one thing that scares me about being a parent in today's world is well, damn near everything. Every day it seems like death is knocking on every door possible. I try my best to stay out of the way, along with my family. I myself have four beautiful kids, two boys and two girls. Sadly, at the moment, I can only share half of the bunch with the world due to personal reasons. Interesting. Um, I say I say that to say life has always been short. Niggas just getting shorter day by day. Crime rates is high, is sky high. The diseases seem to be getting stronger, and suicide is even more of an option these days. Raising kids is probably the hardest thing to do next to keeping yourself afloat. This is for all my fathers out there. Doesn't matter if you're married or a single parent. This Father's Day and much more to come, we're going to look at our past and appreciate what we made out of it. Appreciate the opportunity to see your kids grow after the struggle you've been through and what most of us probably still go through. Especially as a black man, continue to ignore the stereotypes and slander about our parenting or lack thereof. In honor of Muhammad Ali, he was the greatest boxer known to mankind, but I'm trying to make a case for myself to be the best father of all time. You should too. I'm a champion that has hit the floor plenty of times and cried every time I gotten up. I'm that parent that probably would have jumped in the gorilla pit for my child. Sounds stupid, but that's a risk I would have to take. Enjoy Father's Day, y'all. Look at your child and appreciate their presence. Stay focused, be aware, and live life. Raise them right. P.S. We cry because of the fight, but don't think we won't fight to stop the crying. That's it. Deep. Right. Baylor come through with some shit, don't he? <laughs> he does, man. He, he gets us with some fire-ass contributions, man. I like it. I like it a lot. So what are you guys doing this Father's Day? Um, My goal every Father's Day is to not do shit. Because, I mean, we live, like, before we started recording, we were talking about, like, old-ass adult shit. Like, we, we were saying, like, man, we used to talk about, who'd you fuck last weekend? You fucked that bitch last weekend? It was popping. Then we used to talk about fancy refrigerators and fucking washers and dryers and shit. And talk about old people shit. And when you live in a life just full of adulting, where you just got to go to work and you got to pay bills and you got to, even when you're not doing that shit. Like today, for instance, I didn't go to work, but my day was still full of shit that I had to do. I still have responsibilities as an adult and as a father and as a husband that go beyond going into work and collecting a paycheck. And so the the idea of just, you know, appreciating what you have and being able to appreciate your fatherhood and all that shit, it resonates because it's it's another job. And it, it it it's important to take into to accept the fact that you're doing a good job, you know, and to appreciate that shit. So for me, Father's Day, I just kind of just I just make sure that I don't do shit. It's I always say it's my favorite holiday of the year because it's the only day that I'm recognized for something I've actually accomplished. Right. All other days, your whatever you get, it has nothing to do with you. If your birthday, you don't control what day you were born. It's your fucking birthday. Right. You, you get presents. You might go out. You might have some drinks. Your homies might buy you some drinks, whatever. You might have a good time. But you didn't do shit. You know, you just fucking were you born that day. It don't yeah. fucking matter. And, you know, same thing with, like, Christmas or any other day. But Father's Day is the only day that I'm celebrated for something I've actually accomplished, which is being a good father. So I always make sure that I take time out for myself on Father's Day. 
Um, having said that, <laughs> I not surprisingly have a whole bunch of fucking shit planned for this day. Uh, no, but I'm gonna um, hit up some festival just across the river in Canada in Windsor with um, my father-in-law, my wife, uh, my brother-in-law, who is a a new father, and uh, just kick it, shit like that. Watch Game of Thrones and. That's it. I'm I'm still in the air on whether or not, I, and I might do this, just take the Monday off and kind of treat the Monday as Father's Day. Take that day off so I can do all that shit on Father's Day and then sleep in on Monday, chill, you know, watch Netflix, read my comics, shit like that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got planned as far as Sunday goes. Saturday, I don't think I have anything up. So, yeah, that's it. What y'all got up? I plan on eating a, a, a large hunk of grilled Red meat and <laughs> whatever. Hey, it's like I'm spending Father's Day with Tony instead of <laughs> <laughs> and drink some whiskey and smoke some cigars that come hey. from the island south of Miami. Oh, I guarantee you, I will smoke a cigar. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna make it happen with my son around because I don't smoke cigars in front of him, but I'll find a fucking way. <laughs> like, why don't y'all take Michael somewhere for about two hours? <laughs> let me let me do my thing. Like, what are they gonna do for two hours? Yeah. Oh, he's going over there with you to Canada. Yeah. Uh. I'm like, I don't, don't fucking. I got him on Saturday too, so it's not even like I, I can chill before I pick him up on Sunday. I got him on Saturday too, but uh, part of my Father's Day is always making sure that I have him around. So, you know, I, I, me and me and his mother do a great, great split in time with him. It's very fucking even, and she's great with allowing me to have it. Like if I need him for extra time, she's cool with letting me do that. Vice versa, and um. As much as I want to be able to do my own thing and appreciate, you know, just appreciate myself on that day, at the same time, part of that is having him around because I mean that's well, he's the reason. What is right? right. That's what, it, that's what it, you know. That's what makes me a father. So um, I'm gonna enjoy having him around. I'm just gonna spend time with him and hope that he makes me something. I, I like when he makes me shit. Like typically, parents are kind of like, "Hey, your kids like, hey, I made you this thing," and it's some like. Raggedy looking shit, like dumb as fuck. Like, oh, you made me this raggedy ass drawing. This shit looks stupid. But like, but at the same time, you you appreciate that your kid made you something. And I still have a uh, uh, when my son was, I, I think maybe like three years ago, four years ago, he made me like a, a picture frame, kind of this like a magnetic picture frame that says like Happy Father's Day on it or something like that. And I still have that on my desk. I threw a picture, I threw my favorite picture of me and him in there, and I keep that on my desk and. So I always make sure that I also appreciate that time with him as well. So Absolutely. I'll see what happens. Well, Dan? What you got up, Dan? Uh, I don't watch basketball. No. <laughs> pretty much just chill with my son. That's it. Uh, How old is he? Uh, he's 16 now. 16, in case y'all didn't hear Dan. His son's 16. My son is 8, by the way, for anybody who might not know. Tony? My son is 15. 15. So, yeah. I'm appreciating the time where my son still wants to be around me. Yeah, enjoy it. Because yeah, that time it changes I, quickly. <laughs> and, and granted, I thought it was going to change earlier than it has. If you had asked me when he was born, if me and him would still have the relationship that we have now at eight, I would have been like, eh. Slim. No, eight, you're still but good. Eight, we're still good. Yeah, he. Once I went to those double digits, though. Yeah, I went to a school today and spent all day with him. I, uh, man, I, unfortunately, my job gives my job is heavy on volunteering, so they want us to volunteer, and they pay us to volunteer, which is 
ironic since that defeats the purpose of quote unquote volunteering. But um, we have if you volunteer on a company on a company project, you still get paid. Like you you can stay on the clock. And then if you volunteer on some shit that's outside of company shit, they give you eight out a full day of paid time off to do some out outside the company volunteer shit. So I was like, hey, I'm doing a volunteer shit at my son's school and I put that time in, got it approved, and that's actually dope as hell. That it's incredibly dope. dope. Right. That's like and they could be dicks win. about it. They could yeah. be like, hey, send me this paperwork that shows that you're going you're going to do this thing at his school. But I mean, they were like, hey man, just put the fucking time in, you good. So I put the time in. So I got paid to do that shit today, man. It was like I didn't even take the time off work. So I would have figured they would just, you know, just for documentation, they were, you know, asking for. It. Not that it should be a big deal, but I just assumed they would probably just ask for it anyway, though. Yeah, it's a fucking drop down menu. Like when you go to uh, schedule your time off, they changed it now. It used to it used to be more categorized. So you could say sick time, vacation time, floating holiday time, which we get four days floating holiday at the start of the year uh and a bevy of other things like all kinds of other shit but they kind of loop they jumped uh the the sick time and vacation time into one thing that is called pto now but we still get eight hours of volunteer time so I, all i do is i i all i did was I, I i i still even ask just to be cl- clear with it but i was like hey i'm doing this volunteer shit at my son's school on wednesday uh do you want the paperwork they sent me to show what I'm doing, he's like, no, nah, just put the fucking time in. So I just went in, selected volunteer, eight hours, hit Boom. submit, he hit approve, and we're good. So it's good, man. And I get two weeks of paternity time, too. So when my daughter is born, oh, right. hit the drop down, hit paternity, two weeks off with pay. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll be smoking a lot of cigars with y'all in September, dog. Oh, can't wait, <laughs> dude. That's <laughs> Yeah, it's going back to the whole thing as far as like teenagers like drifting off and not wanting. That's when they come out. Wife kind of going going through that with her son. Like it's been happening like the last few years. Like like usually we go out when they go out to eat. They always up for a free meal out somewhere. But now it's like nah, I'm straight. <laughs> I'll stay home. I be like, we going y'all for, gonna be gone for two hours and we gonna stay here. We going for a movie and food. Oh, we so y'all gonna be gone four hours? Right, we'll exactly. Stay here. Like yeah, we want to go see uh because we have our, our our nephew too. We want to go see uh Civil War. We called him like, hey, y'all wanna go to movies? We going to movies Civil War? Nah, we good. We go eat too. Nah. We good. <laughs> like, who are these people? Yeah, it happens. Bro. Right. It yeah, happens. but they, they're at that point now. They just, they won't know parts of us, like, at all, you know. But, I mean, I, I told her, I was like, you know, I just remember the teenage. I wasn't really, like, trying to hang with my mom and, yeah. you know, catch up with my dad as much then, you know. It's like, he was kind of growing up like, your own person and stuff, you know. So And you discover think, girls at that point, so you like, eh. <laughs> I think my son and I have a, I know a lot of parents have a good relationship with their kids at that age, but I think my son and I have a fairly unique relationship to the point where our relationship is going to be fairly strong beyond that age where kids typically stop fucking with their parents. Like, I think if you think like, what would be the average age you think a kid stop fucking with their parents? Maybe like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, whatever. Usually around 12 is when you start. I feel like me and him will still be good beyond whatever that age is just because we well, don't have, have a lot of, a lot of common interests too. So exactly. y'all, y'all have that bond. Exactly. So yeah, uh, that's my plan. So, uh, y'all ready to get into these topics? I got a half hour before I got to dip out and right, uh, like record this Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, well, let's get into Pop it. Pop ass nigga. Pop what do you call ass me? nigga. <laughs> 
No, man, we'll see. Maybe I'll be popular after this, man. They, they're, they're kind of a popping podcast, so hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be able to uh, get some more followers to my personal Twitter account, which I can then feed them over to this motherfucker, and we'll be good. Well, yeah, so, so that's what you got And definitely, do. you know I'm going to push that. You know I'm going to promote that shit tonight, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I do this one other podcast. Yeah, I just coming from my other podcast. Exactly. I'm definitely going to do that. I'll, I'll, give a, I'll give a disclaimer like, hey, uh, <laughs> this isn't for the faint of heart, but uh, <laughs> I do another podcast, too. If you're uncomfortable with the N-word, don't listen to it. But <laughs> if you're white, you might not want to listen to it. But <laughs> we're good. Yeah. <laughs> But um, we'll talk about white people in a minute. Anyway, <laughs> so what, what type of show I want to get into, man? Well, what you got on deck, oh? Well, I was thinking about just just uh, um, current events. I mean, I don't think we could not have a small, even if it's just a small conversation about just uh, the events and like. Um, Orlando and just you know all of the gun talk and and things of that nature. I think we should have a large conversation about that. Uh, I, I'd be comfortable taking up most of the remaining half hour on that. Also, oh, you I might want to table that. No, no, I, I'm. We could talk about that, but um, I do think I thought this is what I thought you were gonna say. You talking about like having a small conversation or touching on it? I think we should talk about uh Muhammad Ali passing. Oh yeah, that's a big deal. Because I feel like that's something that. We could briefly talk about this. And it kind of ties into the Orlando thing because it went from people were okay with Muslims to they were back to being evil in a span of two days or whatever. Exactly. It It ties in really well. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy that you say that because I don't think there's been uh, a, a Muslim death that has probably been as big as Muhammad Ali. No. In our in our lifetime, and especially with all of the. The the flag Muslim get because of you know blame for bombings and things of that nature or you know stuff like that and you know especially all of the down talking that that Trump does against Muslims and things of that nature you know so yeah I, and that's just crazy just the change of just you know his of you know the reverence of one of the biggest Muslims in our sports history to now you know going back to you know Muslims shouldn't be in the country and, and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I think his death is kind of crazy. I mean, not even crazy. I think it's one of the things I, I want to say, I think he's glad he's finally, I'm glad he's finally at peace. Cause I feel like he's probably been suffering like for years, man. Like he never looked too. like, I mean, he's always had, you know, been, his health has been declining, but I don't know, man. I just have this weird feeling. Like if he probably wanted, he wanted to probably just rest and chill. Like, I feel like he was just being like he was a puppet being pushed <laughs> around to different, you know, <laughs> venues. And he just never seemed like, you know, he was all the way there. You know what I mean? Like, like, let the man fucking rest, man. Like, you know, I wonder if that was a symptom of his condition, though. Like, what if he was like mentally there, but physically he just looked like he didn't fuck with it? Oh, because of the Parkinson's. Right. Yeah, because they said he, Cause I, we he don't never really turned down anything. Mentally, you're right. Like, I feel like he might have mentally been there. But, like, just physically, he looked like he just couldn't do shit because of the Parkinson's. But, like, he might have been like, hey, yeah, take me to that shit or, you know, whatever the case might be. And, and, and to that, like, you know, they say he was deeply involved in the planning of this funeral. You know, they planned yeah, this back in too. 2009. So, you know, he knew he was going to pass. He knew at some point and he knew he wanted his funeral to be a certain way. 
So I got to think, at least in 2009, he still had full use of all his faculties and say, hey, look, this is how I want it. I want to do it like this, this, and this. Right. So, yeah, maybe it was just the Parkinson made it look like uh, he don't really want to be here. But they say he never turned down an opportunity to go to an engagement. So that was, that was pretty dope, even with the Parkinson's. And, you know, he had Parkinson's for all my life, it seemed yeah, like. Yeah, I so. can't I can't remember now Parkinson's Ali. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I never knew that, you know, this fact that so I guess that kind of changes my, my my opinion of like him just being saying like forced. It just seemed like he just wasn't he wasn't well enough to it, I don't know, man. It's just like his decline was so crazy, man. It just I just I always felt that he was gonna pass years ago. Like I didn't think he would make it this long, you know. And so I don't know. I you know, I he just, he just, I don't know. I just, every time you see him, it just, it just seemed like he, I don't know. I guess his, 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 you know, condition just seemed so bad, man. And, and does it just, did it seem worse to you because, like, you can see footage of when he was, you know, the mouth when he, when he had so much to say, and then you see him now, you're like, this can't be the same man that said, "Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee." Or, I'm so pretty. Or, I'm the greatest. Like, right? It just seemed like it couldn't be the same guy, but it Is was. There any more in that Jack bottle, we got. No, you got to go to Kessler's at this point. I right, can you pass me that. Um, do you think that? And there was a quote that I want to find, but the the gist of the quote was, uh, I think it was Jim Brown, but the gist of the quote was that he. Like Ali wouldn't have probably been as popular as he was if he was if he was still able to speak like he spoke. He wouldn't be as popular. Yeah, he would have been. So. Yeah, he would have been yeah, outspoken. So. He would have been. Uh, like I don't think I don't think as many white folks are uh, would have really really did dug him as much if he was still that mouth. Mouthy guy like he was, you nah, know, years ago. I don't think so. And either. I believe it was Jim Brown, and I can't totally remember that, but yeah, but I mean, because you know, and I kept, you know, what any of this like fucking idiots. Like, as soon as he passed, uh, there was some guy talking about how you know he he ran away from the you know going to the arm. I mean, you know, going to the armed forces and all that stuff. And it's like, no, it's it's plenty of fucking. Uh, political white folks that are dodge, like literally dodge going to the army. But he said, "Fuck that, no!" And he ended up going to jail for it. So he could have went to Canada, you know, all this other shit. But he took his shit, and it, and and I don't know. I just I just hated that. You know, you had people that really wanted to like, you know, fuck his name up. You know, right? right? It's like he wasn't even. He was still fucking warm. You know, man, that was crazy. But yeah, man, I, you know, I think his legacy was great. I, you know, I, um, I really hope that, you know, people get, you know, more educated, you know, about him and the things he did and things of that nature. Now that he's passed. Um, but man, I'm just glad the guy's resting now, man. Cause they just saying like he just went through a whole fucking lot, man. Yeah. It has been a rough, rough past couple of decades. I mean, especially since he was so athletic and so, you know, uh, you know, talkative and so, you know, involved. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine being a guy who's so talkative and involved and active and not being able to do that? Like, I felt like that would have killed him. Yeah, you seem like that would have just been the thing that just drove him. Yeah, doing, you know, doing, you're doing basically the opposite of what you've been doing for the most of your life. And now you can't speak, you can't really move, you know. I've always said that if that happened to me, you could take me out. <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Like, if I get Alzheimer's or dementia or some shit like that or my brain don't work, take me out, dog. I don't want to be here like that. 
So I can imagine, and if especially if his mental faculties were still in order, but he just couldn't act, his body didn't respond. Yeah, I'd be like, you can take me out. Dog. I yeah, I always wonder that. like, what's the what's the what's going through the mind of a person like that? Like you, you want to do something, you go to move and you can't move. You go to talk and you can't talk. You know, like I just couldn't even. I really want to research and now just understand what's going through head because I think that would probably drive me fucking crazy. My father was passing last year. I I saw that in him like we had been kind of estranged by his own choice, but we've been kind of estranged. And, you know, I caught up with him once my uncle told me that he was in the hospital. I went to the hospital and my father still kind of had some mental faculties, but he couldn't his body and mouth just couldn't put together how he wanted. And he he would get mad as fuck because he knew how it made him look because he was just like me, like an intellectual type dude who put a whole lot of value on being able to convey his thoughts and all that shit. In a you know a well spoken manner, and he couldn't he couldn't get his thoughts together. He couldn't speak right, and he would get mad as like in that brief time he would just you could see how mad he was that he couldn't do that. And at that point, I was kind of like I, I thought to myself, I was like, if that was me, I wouldn't want to be like that. So when they put it to me like, hey, your father's deteriorating quickly, how do you want to handle this? That was my thought. I was like, well. If that was me and I couldn't do what he can't do, I wouldn't want to be here no more. So that I mean, it was a tough decision, but that was the decision I had to make. And I'm like, I can I can understand that with Ali, too. Like, I mean, he might not have been like that, but if that was me, I'd have, I'd have been like, yeah, you could you could take me out. And then did y'all see the pictures of it, like his last photo shoot? Yeah, yeah I posted them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it. It just, just looking in his eyes, it was just so, so eerie, dude. Like, even it empty. Like, it looked empty, yeah. And that's so crazy. Like, I just look at him, like, he's not here. It's like I felt like he was there physically, but I felt like he was probably not there though. <laughs> like he, he just had checked out. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like he was just vacant, dude. That well, just he was so- there, but he couldn't. He couldn't showcase that he was there. It was almost like they were like, "Hey, make a fist," and he just like did it. And it, I feel like in his head he was like, "This is some bullshit," right. but he couldn't do nothing about it. Yeah, it's like y'all keep y'all keep wanting me to make a fucking fist or something I can't do, <laughs> something that I did for fucking years, and now you know you still you know I wonder is it like him saying you know I really want to just you know continue you know that's what I do, or is it just like why the fuck you making me do it? <laughs> right, knowing I can't you know do do it like I I you know I did it before and stuff. He seemed like the kind of dude that would have a pride to be like. I know I can't do this, but God damn it, let me fucking make this fist this last time for this right, photo right, shoot. Right. Yeah, like, and, and yeah, and I, I juggle between between wondering if he was either that way or you know the opposite, like right. fuck this shit. Yeah, we'll know. never know, but those are some powerful fucking photos, though. I guess. Yeah, it was man, but like I said, I, I, the one where you could like really like see his eyes and face. You know, it just seemed like he was vacant, dude. It was yeah. just, it was just a shell, man. It just looked so, so eerie. Like at some point, I just stopped looking at the pictures. I was just like, man, I just looked so, so crazy. And it's so wild that it actually came. That, no, those pictures came out after he passed, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so I was just like, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I you know, I, he, he left a, a dope legacy though. So I really, uh, but what do you think that does to like the, 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 the sport of boxing? Like as far as injuries and closed head, you know, injuries and things of that nature. You think, you nothing. know, yeah, nothing. Especially when you got 
guys that's making a shit ton of money. I mean, Muhammad did it for a lot less, even though, you know, he was well off from boxing. But these guys make, you know, they make good money. And then, you know, it's only going to be a few guys that make that stupid money, that Floyd Mayweather money. Like, it's not going to be a bunch of guys that make that, but they make enough to. I feel like Adrian Broner is already mentally handicapped. Yeah, from a lot of his. I feel like Adrian Broner is a a fully a a functioning handicap. I agree. (laughs) From some of the stuff he says and does, like got got to ride a short bus. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's a fucking clown. I don't think it has nothing to do with getting hit in the head. I think, yeah, yeah <laughs> he I came think, in the game like nah, that. I think he he came out here like that, dude. He he straight came out here like that. Yeah, I don't I don't see. Yeah, he not is. Can he actually fucking fight? Yeah, I've never he, seen a fighter here. So he's actually a decent fighter. They you know they wanted to build him as the next Floyd, but I mean, there's only going to be one Floyd. There's never going to be another one. So yeah. So let's talk about uh let's talk about guns. What y'all think about uh well everybody knows what happened in Orlando. So let's talk about what you what do you think about how this impacts uh gun laws? What do you think needs to happen, if anything? I don't know, man. I I guess a guy uh follow to the YouTube uh you do too, Brandon Baskin, and he's like totally totally against guns like there's no fucking purpose for fucking guns at all okay and i always initially like that's just crazy but then i'll be thinking like dude there's a fucking mass shooting every fucking day and there's nothing that people could do about it 139 so far this year every fucking day sometimes twice obviously because no yeah there ain't Mm -hmm. been that many days of the year is it 36 90 no so maybe a day or so missed. Yeah. But every fucking day, almost every fucking day, and it's like there's nothing. The FBI knew about that dude, but they didn't do shit. Like he was under their radar twice or something oh, wow. for whatever reasons that. or whatever. And they say they didn't have enough to actually like you know go after him or something like that. So it's like I don't know, man. I just that's just every fucking day, dude. It's just people getting and there's nothing. No, they're doing nothing about it. But I don't know what you could do about it, honestly. I mean, you no, know, I. You know, I've seen many arguments of guns in the last few days, and you know, you have people that, hey, you know, my guns are protection. I don't want to give away my guns. You know, you have other people like, you know, they need to not have AKs or whatever the case. But I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I know one thing: the fucking uh, and I, uh, I think one of the parents from uh, the Sandy Hook shooting, uh, while well, the all of the kid, you know, the school shooting, yeah. and she, she, one of them said something like, "We were sorry that you know our kids' death wasn't enough to to change gun laws and stuff like that." And ain't shit changed since Sandy Hook. None yeah. of that shit. Yeah, I mean, what's your pro? What's the pro gun argument, really? Like, like, people what, don't want to give away their gun. They don't want to give up their. Well, the pro gun argument is simply that it's. In the Constitution, your right to bear arms. That's and, not an argument. But that's that's where they stand with it. I can I've got guns because it's my constitutional right to have guns and to protect my family and right. All and that's not things. an argument. Like not really. Hey, no. like hey, I have the right to have guns. No, why do you need a gun? But and like we're talking about a time when shit is totally different than it is now, and the um, that amendment wasn't made. For you to be able to freely buy assault rifles, like I don't, I don't understand what 
I don't understand the pro gun argument and why people are so like, oh, they're going to take away my guns. And well, so, like, yeah, you think I, that they're going to take away your personal guns and everybody else is going to have one and now you're defenseless? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, I don't understand the pro gun argument. Yeah, I get that. But I also get the whole argument. Like, they say, we well, we need to legislate more legislation as far as gun control. Well, I know a lot of criminals, and they don't buy their guns legally. True. So I think at some point you have to look at the gun manufacturers. <laughs> over fact you said I know a lot of criminals, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that hit me later. I wasn't even going to mention that no more. I, just, I, 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 I hit me late. I was like, he just said he know a lot of criminals who so don't like, buy cool. guns legally. I was like, yeah. But I, at some point you have to look at the gun manufacturers and say, why are you making so many weapons? Like, why are they so readily available? And after this situation happened in Orlando, they said it was like a 500% increase in gun sales over the next couple of days. Because yeah. every time there's an issue... More people buying guns. Because people say, oh, they're going to take, take the guns now. Oh, we got to get more guns. You know what I'm saying? Like It's just something that just fuels... It's a crazy cycle that fuels itself. But it's not. But it's not like everybody going to get guns, and then there's this mat, this this dude that comes up and starts shooting anybody, and there are people who shooting back. There are never guns there when the, all these happen. Yeah, I think that's the strongest point. Yeah, and what, is that the gun legislation is really kind of pointless because, like, like he said, it's not like you have your freedom to buy your gun. So when this shit pops off, everybody's like, "Hey, I'm I'm strapped too," and they start firing back. That never fucking happens. It's it's some random guy. He's firing on everybody. Nobody's strapped. Nobody's never prepared for all of these, you know, these these you know these mass shootings or whatever. But yeah, I, that's so I don't. That's the point. That you know, I get it. You know, you want to protect yourself, but that shit ain't playing. And almost never is there other people shooting back at these you know fucking shooters. It just never happens. No. Well, it could be because of the targets they pick. It could be. I mean, of course, they're not going around targeting people to get, you know, that perfectly got guns. Like, yeah, like the NRA meetings. Like, I'm going to blast this bitch up. Or anywhere in Texas because oh, they got, right. <laughs> everybody got a gun in Texas. Even though there was a shooting at uh, t- uh, Texas Walmart. Yeah, true, true. Yes. I, um, I, well, other, and then, like, so that's the one issue that, you know, and I don't think we, we, we don't have the time, nor I don't think we really have the answers of, like, how and why but i think the thing that kind of like irritated me so much was that at some point it became like a victim blaming thing like you know how's he able to get off so many shots how's he able to get into a place and it's like shit just happens they had i seen a video uh uh, yesterday of a guy showing how he like had an ar in his pants i saw that video and he's dropping the you know dropping the clips and all that shit so it's like it could fucking happen dude and i also looked at that video as kind of like yes it makes the point of how it can happen but at the same time it's also an indictment of that shit like it's not just proof that it can happen it's proof that the shit isn't fucking it doesn't make any fucking sense man like there's no way somebody should be able to do some shit like that and roll up in a a venue with that kind of artillery on them, like yeah. Where was the pat down? Right, like where was the like? And, <laughs> and, and make me pull my phone out when I go to the court. What's that in your pocket there? Yeah, I get a whole like, weapon in there. And the crazy thing is, like, I don't even really want to think about how did he get into the club? How did he have all this artillery? How did he kill all these people? All that shit. 
like none of that shit really matters to me. I just wonder like why is someone able to buy weaponry of that caliber? And why and more importantly, why are, is there a group of people who feel like they deserve the right to be able to buy that kind of artillery? Like you don't need that shit, dog. Like and then be like, hey, what if uh and they'll give you like the most obscure fucking reason, like, what if ISIS breaks into my apartment and they got an AK forty seven? I ain't got one. ISIS they come to you, nigga. You work at fucking Walmart. They ain't coming for your dumb ass. Like, why do you fucking care, man? Like that shit is so fucking dumb. Like, I I need to be prepared. Ain't nobody coming for your stupid ass, man. You fucking work at Comerica Bank and shit, and niggas is like, oh, they ain't even coming for me. Ain't nobody coming for your stupid ass, man. Like this is like fucking military grade weapons and shit like you can't it is indefensible you cannot defend being a regular fucking citizen in your home and having military grade weapons dog like you cannot defend that shit at all nobody with military military grade weapons is gonna roll up in your crib looking for you who the fuck are you you are nobody (laughs) nobody dog you are a fucking nobody it don't matter how much money you make at your fucking dumbass job. It don't matter where you live at. Motherfucking ISIS or whoever the fuck you scared of like a fucking pussy. Nobody's going to roll up in your crib looking for your insignificant ass. Like, you do not need that shit. So, I, I don't understand the argument for this, these assault rifles and shit like that. And, like, with handguns and shit, like... I could see you wanting to have a handgun in your crib to, you know, if if shit do pop off. Because, I mean, especially we live in Detroit, dog. Like, that shit happens all the fucking time, (laughs) dog. Like, I see statuses on Facebook. Somebody like, somebody stole my car in my driveway. Like, what the fuck? Like, out your driveway? You was in the house? Like, why didn't you shoot that nigga? (laughs) So, like, part of me is like, it's like I get that. But it's like, man, like, I don't understand why people are justifying this, this right to be able to have these extracurricular ass guns man like why are you placing value on your 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 quote unquote right to own these assault rifles over the fact over all these hundreds maybe thousands of people who have died needlessly over random fuckheads being able to buy these guns and you're like well if we place legislation on that to where everybody can't buy assault rifles, then I can't get one. Bitch, like, how are you that fucking selfish? Like, like you got to look at the bigger picture. And that's, that's kind of always ha- kind of how I looked at, um, like, tax legislation. Kind of like, they're like, oh, I'm going to get taxed more and blah, blah, blah. But, like, people look at socialism as such a bad thing. And I'm like, why are you so concerned with how much taxes you're going to have to pay when there's so many fucking poor people and people who work regular jobs that can't live day to day, you know, check the check because the system isn't set up for people who just don't make a lot of money or, or who make actually a reasonable amount of money, but they can't live normally. And it's like, well, if we make it so that these people who have minimum wage jobs or even average wage jobs, we make $30,000 a year, whatever the case may be, like... Why are you making it so that these people are living harder just so that you can 
get taxed less that your fucking hundred thousand dollar tax bracket. That like that's fucking selfish. That is. And it's selfish. like if you get taxed more at your hundred thousand dollar tax bracket, bitch, you making a hundred thousand fucking dollars. <laughs> like it's not like you gonna get taxed and all of a sudden you fucking on the street sucking dick for change. Like you straight, dog. You gonna be good regardless. So like I don't like that argument. Like well I'm gonna get taxed on all this all this shit. Like bitch, you make a lot of money, you gonna get taxed. Like fucking eat it up, dog. That's the privilege of being able to make a lot of money. Like you straight, you're not gonna be in the poorhouse. But all in the meantime, there's all these people who are in the poorhouse who make who work legitimate fucking jobs. Like you might look down your nose at somebody who work at Walmart or what, whatever the fucking case may be, McDonald's or whatever. But it, to me, if you work at McDonald's, if you work at Walmart, whatever the fuck, Red Lobster, minimum wage shit, you should still be able to feed your fucking family, dog. And you Absolutely. should, and you can't argue like, oh, well, I can't deal with these people making more money because I'm going to get taxed more and all that dumb shit. <laughs> so, like, it's the same shit with guns, man. People look like somebody's going to, like, you need that AK-47. Like, you looking at your own personal case, like, I want to be able to have my assault rifle for no fucking reason because I think it's fun to shoot an assault rifle at the gun range when all these fucking retards and all these fucking hater, like, hateful-ass uh, homophobes and uh, anti-Muslim people, people who ju- who shoot other people just for believing in the same, in a different Jesus or whatever the fuck, killing people because they have a different religion. You cool with that just so you can keep your AK-47 on your shelf? Like that's fucking selfish and it's dumb. Like so, I don't understand how you can make a case for being able to hold assault rifles or some shit like that that other people are taking advantage of and killing people for no reason just so you can keep the shit. Like. Like, that's dumb to me, dog. Like, all these kids, it's fucking children, dog. Like, kids dying so you can have the right to fucking keep an assault rifle in your trunk, like, for for off chance. Like, hey, what if fucking Osama bin Laden comes to Joy Road and fucking rolls up in my crib and is like, hey, nigga, I want your Hennessy. <laughs> like, like, get the fuck out of here, dog. I'm not give a fuck about you. Like, meanwhile, kids are dying by the by the hundreds thousands whatever all these people people are dying just for being gay like for no fucking reason just and you just like hey i just want to be able to keep my shit dog like i don't understand that logic man i get what you're saying i hate humans (laughs) i do i'm glad you have a platform event i do (laughs) it's my fucking platform i'm gonna say what the fuck i want and that's how it goes all day. It was our platform. But it's still it's my cool, platform. It's, it's my platform too. It's you got 50% our shared right? platform. You got 50% so yeah, I'm going to go in. So yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I feel about it, dog. I don't understand this gun shit, dog. I, I feel like we need to place the importance of our fellow man. We need to make that shit important. We need to look at who's buying these guns. Do they need them? No. And just say like hey we need to place a stronger restriction on who buys these guns and really we don't need them like regular joe blow on joy road does not need an ak-47 he just don't like nobody needs these assault rifles nobody so we need to look at like okay are we gonna eliminate these assault these assault rifles and all this military grade shit for the common man are we gonna eliminate that and cut down on these school shootings all these kids dying all this dumb shit. Are we going to eliminate that? Are we going to keep that up and try to find a way so that regular motherfucker can keep his fucking gun? Like, 
It's so fucking stupid, man. Well, the gun lobby is strong, so it's so strong. I and would it say that be. it's going to continue how it's been, and it is, and it's nothing we can. I mean, you ain't gonna I don't see anything you ain't gonna changing. See no, change into no, I don't. The NR, head of NRA is fucking moped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take no, it, it would, it would, it would probably take uh, for to touch Senate, Congress, the President. It would, it would have to affect them at some point, and then you would see some, some movement. But as long as it's us, average 252 million U.S. citizens, but it's not gonna make a difference. Yeah, I mean it, but this is affecting all areas of life. It's not like we can look at it like, well, if you're like say high up white politician, you're like, oh, it's only the fucking poor black people getting killed. It, at least, at least then I could understand their logic. I don't agree with it, obviously, but at least you can get it. But it's not just like inner city black youths getting killed by this shit. This is white fucking kids. This is like kids that got like regular fucking lives in Colorado or whatever the fuck white ass state. Everybody is getting killed by this shit, man. I don't understand why you got people who are still supporting this shit. Well, and like real talk, man. I kind of want to like have Chris on here and talk about that shit, dog. Cause Chris be defending that shit, man. And I I, I want to know where Chris stand. I want to know why Chris is so adamant about that shit. I think it'd be a good conversation though. I it think it would definitely. be too, cause like like Chris is Chris is pretty serious about that shit. And it's like if you have the knowledge of 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 how guns work and how they operate and all this shit like that, that's cool. But like I I would like to hear how Chris could uh, justify all the lives that have been lost for the right to have for the right for him to have a gun that he will never use. He will never use it. Nobody's coming to Chris's crib like, hey, man, I'm here for your family, dog. And Chris is like, oh, man, it's so great that I got this AK-47 or I'll be <laughs> fucked. Like, Chris is going to be good. And he stated an example like somebody broke into his crib or some shit like that. And whatever the case may be, but it, it it's not going to make a difference between whether you have uh, a gun that can kill a bazillion people in a second versus a gun that's going to kill the one man that rolled into your crib. If I shoot you with a fucking... It don't even matter what the fuck it is. If I shoot you with it, you gone, dog. Like I'm shot. You <laughs> shot, yeah. So it don't matter if I shoot you with a handgun or if I shoot you with an AK-47. You gone, dog. Like So why does a regular homeowner, a regular-ass person need that shit? And like that's... Like mind-boggling to me, this gun lobby shit. Like these people, like, oh, I don't want them to take away my guns. Like, what you doing with them? Your guns dusty, motherfucker. Like you don't fucking use them. You take uh-huh. them to the range and you stand there and you like, hey, I'm a badass, with my fucking gun. Like, no, you're fucking faggot with your gun because you scared and you a pussy and you think somebody gonna roll up on you when nobody's checking for your ass. So, like, what you really doing? Nothing. All you doing is feeding into the argument of all these kids getting killed. That's all you doing. Is making it so that it's, it's easier for schools to get shot up, churches to get shot up. Fucking up. If you a black man and you on that shit, you really on some fool shit. Because you got Dylan Roof rolling up in there, killing all these black people in this church on some racial shit. You got old boy in Orlando killing people on some gay shit. Like, all that is paramount to you being able to have uh, military-grade weapons in your home for nothing so somebody don't steal your 42-inch LVTV, bitch? No! Like, fuck out of here, man. Don't make any fucking sense. 
Well, yeah. So, uh, you got to dip. Yeah, it's 10 So, we're in at this point. Uh, great gun conversation. Hopefully, I'm, I'm going to talk to Chris, though, and see, see when he'll be available. I think it'll be a good conversation. So, I'll uh, keep y'all posted. Um, if Chris brings cigars, I'll be, I'll be easier on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Tony, for uh, coming by. Thanks, no Dan, problem. for the pizza. Much appreciated. Oh, that was awesome. Right. Um, and always, you find a podcast on uh, Facebook, uh, What Up The Podcast, our Twitter, saying What Up The Podcast, um, and our individuals, Michael underscore Aaron, Blame Otis, and what's your, I always forget Anthony your, a. Anthony A. Allen. A. Allen. <laughs> I always forget that. Hey, Dan, you got Twitter? No, you don't. No. So, yeah, you do. Oh, you do. I'm saying no, you don't because he don't use it. <laughs> but uh, What is your Twitter name? Uh, DJ Jake. Oh, yeah. I thought it had like a... I, thought, I don't know why I thought it was. It had some other different spelling in it. It's DJ Dick with D-I-C, not D-I-C-K. No. Oh, okay. D-I-K. D-I-K. Sorry, D-I-K, not D-I-C-K. I don't know why I thought you had like a one in your O-N-E or something. Hmm. You need to change that name, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that name's ridiculous. Though. But you don't use it anyways. Who cares? <laughs> right. All right. Well, until then, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Later. Peace.